1: Thank <laughs> you. Usual efforts clip show, but without any clips and us just saying things. I know we've been on a bit of a hiatus, but we're back and better than ever, except it's currently snowing in Toronto a uh, day before April 1st, so I'm not really pleased about that, but whatever. Anyway, I'm you miss you, and
2: this week I am joined by... Hey, it says introduction to Kirsten, doesn't that mean you should say my name and then I talk? <sighs> I'm joined by Kirsten, who's about <laughs> to be muted in a second. Well, Kirsten will apologize by saying that Sonia actually edited her today for the first time in uh, all three years of unusual effort. so congratulations. Thank you, I helped spell Filipino. Yeah, I can't spell Filipino, apparently. Um, anyway, Sonia's telling me I have to say something about my week or the last few weeks. It's been a few weeks since we did the, pod, the last pod, and I know we were talking about Um, mental health at that point, I actually had to go get diagnosed for a number of different medical, uh, mental illnesses, try to work on getting all my medications balanced, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure so many of our listeners identify with this problem. And then just as everything was starting to even out, I was ready to get back into editing for unusual efforts, that type of thing. Had to go back to the doctor because I was in so much pain, I could barely breathe. They found out that I have chronic appendicitis, which I didn't even know I was a thing. That was a thing. They said, it's your appendix. And I said, but I can jump. And they just looked at me like, what the hell does that mean? And I'm like, I can jump. It can't be my appendix. Wait, is jumping you- and appendix is related, like I'm- yes, yes, it's oh, a thing. Oh. Why does nobody believe me? If you if you have acute appendicitis, you're supposed to ask somebody to jump, and if they can't jump, rush them to the emergency room. That's your health tip for the day. Anyway, I just wanted to tell people that I, one of the triggers of chronic appendicitis is mm-hmm. sitting. So while I work to keep this under control with medications and exercises and diet and everything like that um i'm not really able to sit beyond what i get paid for Mm -hmm. essentially so that's why content has been so slow hope i'm almost positive that we will get at least one story up this week probably two but my body hates me so please continue your patience and your understanding
1: and we support you throughout whatever you need to do. So just let us know how we can help out, and we'll do it.
2: I'm just glad I'm just glad to be sit, sitting, lounging, and podcasting with y'all right now. I was gonna say, if you want us all to stand up, we can stand up in solidarity.
1: <laughs> but you might just be getting my knees because no, I'm, I'm sat on the floor I'm just right now, declining a little
2: bit. That's all.
1: Perfect. Uh, we are also joined by Jesse.
0: I've missed you guys. Um. I st- started grad school um, I've been um, I- I've been jumping so my appendix is fine but I <laughs> um, have had a been in a bit of a migraine spiral so um, I have some cool um, Wonder Woman nausea bands that I'm rocking um, <laughs> thank you you know I, I feel like when you can accessorize with uh with medical equipment you know you're on the right track um but i feel like this is this is my mental health break is getting to be back on the webcam and back on the podcast i
1: agree definitely um, yeah glad to be back with both of you have had a busy last few weeks um a lot of unusual efforts sort of side projects going on um as mentioned before, I'm Sonia Missio. In case you're wondering who's speaking right now, I was wondering that, like, if everybody knows who's speaking, or if they just sort of amalgamate us into one human being who <laughs> argues out loud with themselves. Anyway, um, I was on repping, uh, repping Unusual Efforts on the Law & Order podcast. These are their stories, and it's pretty much the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me, because it's my favorite podcast, talking about my favorite, it's my second favorite podcast after um, Unusual Efforts. Good and fix it was there. Trying, trying. <laughs> my brother listened to it afterwards, and he was convinced Kirsten and I were married until like three quarters <laughs> of the episode where I, like, actually mentioned Nick, so,
2: um, I don't, don't think, think the- this podcast is gonna do anything to change his mind about that either.
1: Perfect, um, we pretty much aren't married. Um, anyway, and then the other things that I've been doing is some work with our other side business, uh, Clavis, I'm gonna be speaking at a sports conference talking about inclusion and women, so it's sort of a mix of what we do at Clavis through social media and, Um, unusual efforts and everything that we promote, and I just started a job with the Canadian Premier League, so I've given up sleeping (laughs) full-time.
2: Yeah, Sonia, you have, like, what, five jobs now?
1: Yes. (laughs) Five jobs and a dog.
2: So six, really.
1: Six, yeah, definitely. Um, But enough about me. Now that we have the intros out of the way, let's dive right in. As this is our anniversary show. We thought we'd do something a little bit different and talk about unusual efforts past, present, and future. So the way that we're gonna set this up, it's sort of like an AMA that doesn't have other people asking questions. It's yeah. just us. So Jesse will be introducing me or interviewing me and Kirsten about our past and then we'll all kind of take turns interviewing and arguing about our present and future. Does so that sound good with everyone?
0: I love this. This is Jesse, by the way, who well, gets Jessie to do the the A-ing.
1: Over and also, I should say that we do have a hard stop, just so this doesn't go wildly out of control. So if all of a sudden my voice disappears, it's because I had to leave. And <laughs> not out of anger, probably. Well, you probably.
0: don't know. You don't know what kind of questions I'm going to ask. You said anything. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. I mean, I did write five questions for you. Yeah, but you, you can got those them. first
2: five questions.
0: Fine. I know. I'll I'll try to feel like it's not because you don't trust me, but correct.
2: No, it's because
1: you guys tasked me with writing this. So <laughs> feel free to add whatever you like.
0: No, I do like these questions. Okay. So these are very good ones. Um, and I feel like you should both answer these questions because the first time we did this, you both had a little bit of a different perspective on some of these. So... S and K, K and S. How did you two meet?
1: Um, we physically met at the football blogging awards three two years ago, three years two years ago.
2: I think like two years ago, yeah, in Man- Manchester. Yeah, Kirsten was
1: fashionably
2: late, and I was at a cafe <laughs> not
1: drinking, or no, I was at a bar not drinking beer.
2: But um. The first thing that I remember about virtual meetings, which in my opinion are just as legitimate these days as physical meetings, is sure. uh, <clears throat> when Sonia started talking to me after I wrote a piece on Alexis Sanchez mm-hmm. when he was still at Udinese, oh, so many years ago. How yeah. many years ago even was that? 2011. 2011. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: That's not quite the full story. I started talking to her because both my father and my brother emailed me asking me why I wasn't more like Kirsten and how they could have her as their daughter slash sister
2: instead of me. See, there you go. And I still haven't met my other family, but someday soon, hopefully, I will meet my Canadian family.
0: Yes, and I will tell you that her. my mother asks the same thing. So you have family members sort of scattered throughout North America.
1: Actually, Jesse, my brothers are going to be in New York (gasps) next weekend, and I asked if I could go along, and, like, two big brothers would normally answer. They said no. What?
0: (laughs) Well, I have wanted big brothers my whole life. In fact, there is a story that I asked my parents for a big brother, which, I don't know if you know this, is biologically impossible, but I disown your big brothers because they're not bringing me you.
1: I, well, yeah, you can have them if you want. They're going there for a wrestling event and some sort of comic book festival. So <laughs> all yours if you want. <laughs> wow.
0: Well, if they need anything, bagels, pizza, whatever else happens in New York, you let them know they can come to me.
1: Ooh, maybe we'll take this offline, but restaurant recos, I will take, especially if you know any vegetarian. I am
0: restaurant. a vegetarian.
2: <clears throat> oh, hard perfect. Stop. Okay. hard stop.
0: Oh, hard <laughs> stop, hard stop. But yes. Oh, right, right. Okay. Um okay. So oh, I have like a like a part 1a. Were you guys nervous meeting in person? Nervous? Yeah, when oh. you finally met in person after after sort of being online friends or online married.
2: Ah.
1: Uh, I don't get nervous very easily. Um she, she was yelling up. at me the entire time <laughs> leading up to it, so I was just like, "All right."
2: <laughs> it felt natural because because we were on the phones before we saw each other. Like, where are you? No, you said you were in this bar. Where I don't see you in this bar. You know, like that's and what really. Was- she expected me to tell her the correct bar I was in.
0: <laughs> so, so then
1: after that, it just seemed normal.
0: Yeah, How long? We.
1: Oh, sorry. We immediately shared a hotel room, too, so it was awkward. We had to
2: get over that really quickly. Especially since we couldn't figure out how the shower worked.
0: That is a thing in England. (laughs) Yes. I won't even ask you about snoring habits. Um, How long after that, and what was the process for starting Unusual Efforts?
2: Well, if it's about to turn...
0: You're making me do math. No, no.
2: What? Yeah, because what we started in sixteen or
1: fifteen? Uh, please don't make me do math. It was three years ago.
0: It's twenty. That would be sixteen. Okay. Yep. Good. It takes three of us to do that.
2: Um. So it, it it was quite a long friendship before that, and I think it was just kind of spur of the moment when I was on one of my rants about how women. just were not represented in soccer media whether in writing or on television and talking about how there should be some kind of platform in which we could get women involved increase their voices let us also have a chance to speak and Sonia said I'm in on that with you and I didn't really think she was serious but she was serious and it just kind of spiraled from there. At least that's how I remember it. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's pretty much what happened. One thing that
1: I have such like a vivid, visceral memory of is a message you sent me, Kirsten, and all it said was, "Can we actually do this?" And I didn't even hesitate, and I said, "Yeah, we can, and we're going to, and we did, and we still are." And I think that what started kind of as a not even like a pipe dream, but what started as sort of an idea of us texting back and forth. When we started talking about it to other people, it seemed like it was a lot bigger than this. That it was a lot bigger than just the two of us kind of complaining one night about mentorship. And once we started realize that, realizing that this was something that had such a blank space that needed filling, we got a lot of support. A lot of um, backing and kind of a lot of verification that this is something that needed to be done, which is cool.
0: Yeah. What were, what was the biggest problem that you guys faced?
2: This is the time that we have to send out the enormous apology for the fact that we never got out our physical magazines. We wanted to have, originally this was physical magazine and a website. There were so many problems with the publisher. We don't want to call them out. I don't even remember who they were, but they screwed up. They didn't acknowledge that they screwed up. They made us pay twice. Pretty much by the time we finally had some books in hand, we didn't have the money to send the books out. You know, they didn't help us out in any way. And yeah, we made some mistakes too. We we were so excited about everything that we probably didn't do our research correctly. So. We still have these books. We can still give them to you if we see you. Um, and if people still actually do want them, we will send them. We just kind of had to send out a note apologizing, saying, you know, we could do this, but then we will have no more money to pay our writers to do anything. So I think, right, Sonia, most people were accepting of that. For sure. For sure. And maybe we should... um Again, another thing we can talk about offline.
1: <laughs> this is so great that we, these podcasts are both like staff meetings <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> but um, I know we sent out one PDF version of the story, but, uh, and a lot of the stories now are slightly out of date because it was before the Euro, or no, it was before the World Cup, sorry, not before the Euro, it was before yeah. the World Cup. And um, I think that was kind of a heavy focus. It was um, also before Trump came to be, et cetera. Yeah. So a lot has changed, and while the words and the ideas are still good, they may not necessarily be represent, uh, re- representing the current political landscape, so that's sort of the caveat that I want to put out there, um, but yeah, we can still share the PDF, we can still share all of Van's beautiful art, I think, like, that—that that is kind of the thing that disappoints me the most, is that we couldn't get these stories and this artwork out to people, um, but... It was a big learning experience. I think in startups, a lot of the times you just sort of hear the, like, success stories and not the,
2: oh, no, we fucked up stories. And that was a big, oh, no, we fucked up. But I think, yeah, I think a lot think of Most people, of the time people fuck up, they just kind of vanish and you never hear from them again. Yeah. At, yeah. at least we didn't do that.
1: Yeah. So we, we raise our hands to our mistake. Uh, I think we've been pretty transparent about it. I mean, that's my biased opinion. But, I mean we're happy we've sent out emails and we've explained why we fucked up and uh we want to make things bigger and better and I think it's more I think people understood that it was more responsible for us to instead of going back and trying to correct the mistakes to move forward and kind of be a little bit more fish uh fiscally responsible with our funds rather than just trying to push something out because we said we would so
0: what was the biggest fear that you guys had when you started
2: fucking up (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or that that people wouldn't no, I wasn't afraid that people weren't going to like pitch stories or anything like that. I was I was afraid that there would be people who came out against us it's like you know the whole social media fear and criticism and that kind of stuff. And really, we haven't had a lot of that. We have had some people say, you shouldn't be able to exclude men, blah, blah, blah. Oh, remember that one guy who wanted to sue us? He said we could potentially get sued. Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) Um, Which is not true. That's not how small businesses work. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, my fear was more that we were just going to get blown out of the water with criticism and I'm not good with criticism in the best of times. So that was, that was my worry.
1: I don't know if this is so much of a fear as it is the complete opposite of a fear. (laughs) You know how I like (laughs) answering questions. Um, But I think one thing that kind of maybe humbled me, I think that's probably the best thing, was learning about my own use of language. I know, Kirsten, that you experienced this as well, but I don't want to speak on your behalf. But one thing we had um, people ask if trans women can write for us, and we thought, of course they can, but we were using words like women, not men, etc. So I think one of the biggest humbling things about this whole process has been me learning how to use my language for good and positivity, how to ask questions when I'm not sure about what to say or how to say something, and just being respectful of, of how people would like to be addressed and how um, either through gender or through names or pronouns or whatever the case may be, just being able to take two seconds out of a conversation to assess that and to accept that and then move on appropriately.
0: Well, even though you totally didn't answer my original question, Sonia, (laughs) that that leads beautifully into the next question. Um, What has been, if you can can pick one, because I know there are a lot, um, what's been the biggest accomplishment so far?
2: I think that that, for me personally, what Sonia was just talking about has been my own most, I don't know about personal accomplishment, but biggest growth and learning experience is, you know, rather than being in this bubble where gender is binary and (coughs) there's a certain language that I use, you know, instead I've taken the time to um, do more research into feminism and inclusivity and gender and, everything like that to ensure that we are not just saying this is one limited group of women who can write or art or talk or speak for us. We want to be able to reach out and um, embrace anyone who's not a man, essentially. And I, I say that, but I think we still have ways to go, you know, we realize it's hard to get to people who are in other countries, um, other, just other spaces. It's hard to reach them as well as we can. So there's definitely still growth to be had, but I think that I'm glad that Unusual Efforts has opened my eyes to certain issues like this and that we have accomplished being able to publish stories that absolutely would not be covered in mainstream media.
1: Definitely. Just to echo that, I mean, at the end of the day, we are still um, three able-bodied white women, and we have to recognize our place of privilege well, and our place of, like, well... I'm not exactly able-bodied. So Okay no, no, that's okay. And there we go. Those are one of the things where I can't just make assumptions. So I apologize for that. And, and um, those are the kind of things that I used to be afraid to be called out on, but now I take it, okay, let's learn from that and let's correct our language. So.
2: But yes, we are still definitely three white women who have a certain amount of privilege and we still have to be aware of that and find ways to address it for sure
1: and i think um one of my biggest biggest accomplishments is just learning how to shut up and listen for a lot of a lot of things and learning kind of where my place and my privileges and what i can do to empower people and what i can do to kind of take a step back and you know let people teach me new things as kirsten just did (laughs)
0: So I want to respect oh. our, our hard stop, but question. Oh yeah, five a. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any sort of? Um, do you have any goals for the future that you could share with us? For uh,
2: that's in section three,
0: Jesse. God damn it! All right, we'll <laughs> get there.
1: <laughs>
2: respect the agenda. Oh. That should be a good thirteen minutes to write. Now, now it's, my it's a good turn one to too. question. My question's for Jesse. We are into the present. Uh, of maybe
0: I'm just avoiding numbers. being asked questions. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready.
2: Okay. Uh, so you've now pretty much become a member of our team. You are not a founding member, but you are one of our little triumvirate here, which hopefully will not end in backstabbing and death on the <laughs> Roman forum steps. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, coordinating podcasts, assisting with efforts, what made you decide that you wanted to become more involved? I mean, you have all this other stuff in your life. Why, why are you giving us your time?
0: Um, first of all, I really appreciate the Shakespearean reference there. Um, uh, (laughs) I, I remember reading that tweet you know, three years ago or whenever it was that you, Kirsten, that you asked for submissions and, and like agonizing over responding. Cause it felt um, like it could not be real to have a community. It, it felt like what I had been sort of looking for my whole life, like a community of people who, who were as um, fanatical and lunatic and, passionate and crazy about (laughs) football as I was. Um, but also, um, you know, like allowed that to fall into the Venn diagram of like social justice was just, it felt way too good to be true. Um, and, and so, you know, I was hesitant for a lot of reasons. Like I think So many of us have sort of, um, like imposter syndrome, but on top of that, I didn't want you guys not to be what I hoped you would be. Like I, I was so afraid that you wouldn't be like the wonderful people that you were. Um, and so the, the, as I got to know you, I, and, and now that like the, the second that I knew that you were crazy nuts about soccer um, <laughs> and also about, you know, human rights and, and, and listening and all these great things and also wonderful people. Um, I am ready to like move into a commune in Canada together <laughs> in with Canada. our dogs and, you know, drink tea all the time like I am all it and this is this is just this really is um like mental health and emotional well-being and and all the things so yeah my like my mother will actually say like you know what you need to go talk to your soccer people about this because you're annoying (laughs) me and she's right um but also like now I have an outlet and the outlet is is you guys
1: we're happy to be your outlet anytime.
0: Exactly. And I will not murder you on the steps of Rome, I promise. <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> I, like,
1: I like how uh, our, ne- our metaphor for this episode has been, like, comedies and tragedies, which I think is very <laughs> fitting for Unusual ethics. Um Actually, something you were saying, Jesse, reminded me. I had somebody come up to me at TFC, like, a year or two ago, when Unusual Ethics First was getting started, and they are just like... I used to think you were so like cool and intimidating, but you're just really nice. Like, so am I. Not cool. I didn't know if it was like a compliment or like a backhanded one. You're really just boringly nice, you know? Yeah, I'm. I'm just super nice. I'm like Canadian nice. That's I. I don't know. Don't be scared to say hi to me. Um. I also have a question for you, Jesse. Um, can you explain all of American politics to me, please?
0: Okay. How long do I have? It's like 15 seconds. Okay, so great. Go
1: another um, how have your views on football politics shifted because of unusual efforts? I know we had the big podcast of the guy that we're not going to talk about, but just sort of in general, how 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 do you look at football differently?
0: Um the first question I could answer in one word, which is just fucked. Um <laughs> just is. Uh <laughs> The second question, I think, is way more nuanced. And I I think it sort of goes back to what you both were talking about. Um, I think that um, I am much less able, and I'm grateful for this, to sort of compartmentalize football politics. You know, um, it's no longer just about what happens on the pitch um, or with one player. Um, I think... I see it more in terms of, you know, just it. Yeah. And, and, um, structural systems that we have in place, um, which is both, um, sort of overwhelming because it seems like there's so much more work to do, but it also really puts it more, um, in terms of the work that we're already doing, right? In terms of sexism and racism and classism. And it's, it's more, it's so much more than just he who shall not be named and, you know, um, finding two teams for comments that, that fans make Um, that's never going to work because it's, it's such a bigger conversation Um, And I think because we at unusual efforts are so willing to not only have the conversations, but put the names to it. um, That's the only way we're going to actually make change. Um, It's going to take people, right, like shining the light on it and talking about it and naming it and putting it in the larger context. And not just saying it happens on the football pitch. I'll see you next Sunday and we'll continue the conversation. (laughs) 90 minutes. Bye. (laughs)
2: To just to insert one thing that that's like, um, speaking of activism, M- Malin pointed out that an anti-bullying group in Sweden is lobbying against Juventus. Yeah, coming to Sweden for a friend- friendly. So, oh, wow. that's awesome! And I just wanted to throw that out there as Jesse tries to think of a question because she's up next.
0: Oh, guess what? I have a question. Oh, no. I don't think I'm up next. Yes, you are. Oh, I am. You're orange. I am, actually. I color
1: coordinated everything, guys. <laughs> I
0: know. I, am I really orange or am I more like a... You know what? My question's not about golden. what color that is. You're
2: totally golden. Goldenrod. Golden. Thank
0: you. There you go. My question is about Crayola colors. Um, <laughs> So my question... I, I was trying to think if my question would be purely football-based... But I really have a question about like being in charge and it's a question for both of you, if that's okay. So it's a question about how you share power, sort of how you like, um, how you, how you decided at the beginning and how you sort of kept going and, and shared all these, um, jobs and duties and share power and how that's affected or not your friendship
2: i would
1: say it brought us closer to be honest um just right off the bat i will say that i do and will always refer to kirsten as my boss along with like a friend and wife etc (laughs) etc but this i i can't take any credit away from her this is her baby in the sense that yes we've all sort of collaborated and and you know worked together on it but she is the brains and heart and spine and spleen if spleens are good things etc for it (laughs) appendix yeah um the brains the eyes the nose and whatnot I'm kind of the hands because I'm always running off and doing a bunch of things and then I come to her and I'll be like this is what happened da, 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 da. and then she organizes everything and she cracks my spelling and <laughs> reminds me of things so I would say I, I don't want to say I defer to her for power because that doesn't sound as cooperative as I want to make it but we both play to our strengths and my strengths are running around like a chicken with my head cut off, gathering things and yelling at people. And hers is being the calm and and knowing what to do and knowing, you know, six steps ahead of things. Whereas I'm the one who is like picking up six steps behind us. That makes sense (laughs) because I've dropped them while I've been running around.
0: So can I ask a a follow-up? Yeah. Did you guys know when you started, did you have to have a conversation about like where your politics and values aligned and how far you were willing to go?
2: Um, I think the only conversation we really had to have goes back to the whole gender issue, right? When, we, when that first came up and we were talking about what do we do when we first thought this was going to be women, how do we... Do we say, yes, non-binary persons can submit, you know, uh, that sort of thing. But in terms of other politics, right, I mean, we'd known each other for so long, I think we knew that we weren't going to have those kind of issues, I guess. Yeah.
1: I mean... And don't get me wrong; it's not always just like we're always agreeing on everything. You yep. reject my pitches all the time, and I'm like, "All right, well, fine then." And I stomp <laughs> off. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I think I think we have a good balance of like my sort of manic energy that doesn't make any sense versus like your actual clear pathways. And so sometimes when you get stuck on your clear pathways, I come in to be like, "Here's a whole bunch of other options that we can think about, and here's a bunch of other roads." And at the same, or on the flip side, when I'm just sort of everywhere, you're like, okay, let's bring it down and focus. Yeah. I have <laughs> to say,
2: Sonia, stop. We were on this idea. Let's yep. talk about this one first. Not your other 12 ideas. Yep.
0: I think you both just defined our group WhatsApp channel.
2: Yeah. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> focus, <laughs> people, focus. Every now and then, <laughs> somebody will just type out squirrel. <laughs> other and i may drive kirsten crazy sometimes but i mean
2: we've lasted this long and yeah, yeah. continue to last yeah. because my question for you sonia is i guess this is kind of present kind of future um what do you think unusual efforts means to people right now do you do you see it as a publishing platform do you see it Mentorship, a community, how would you define what we are at this moment? Does that make sense?
1: Uh wait, are you guys back? Yes,
2: I'm back. I'm okay. back.
1: Okay, yeah, everyone's back. Okay, we'll just Rosk, you cut that blip out. Um you're still recording though, everyone, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, to answer your question, I think it's definitely a community. Um, I think people can kind of feel like they belong in a sense, male, female, non-binary, whatever, across the spectrum. Um, I think people kind of turn to us because they know our voice and they know what we think and they feel listened to and heard regardless of gender or socioeconomic you know, standings or politics or whatever.
2: Nah, which they might not nice. be able to t- turn to us for all politics, but. Yeah, but, but. I don't think they would if they wanted to, is, <laughs> is it? Um, as the case
1: may be. Um, as for the mentorship, I think that's something that both personally and professionally I really want to focus on. Um, I actually just went to this really cool thing at Ryerson, which is a university in Toronto, and they were interviewing female. Um, sports journalist across all sort of sport and all four of them were saying that like women that they talked to have always been so helpful and like really helped with their career etc etc and I know um when I was kind of growing up through this career all of my mentors were men and they were wonderful and they were awesome and I cannot thank them enough for the amounts of coffee and time and just like
2: going through articles
1: yeah advice uh, pre-editing articles before I would file them, etc. Um, I cannot thank them enough. And this is by no means trying to diminish that. But there wasn't any females other than Kirsten. Like she, she was it. And I'm so grateful for that, but I could not name a single other one that I felt a comfortable turning to, or B had an opportunity to turn to. And I don't want others to grow up in that sort of sense. Um, for feeling that way. So if you're listening to this and you ever need advice or questions or you know, want a soundboard or wanna have some sort of hive mind or whatever, feel free to contact us. That that is believe it or not, we love to talk and we love to talk journalism and sports, etc. So come at us. Men and women and anyone who falls anywhere. Like this isn't any and any age too, yeah. Definitely. I don't know if that answered your question. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not going to answer any of these questions properly.
2: That's uh, okay. We'll get to it more in the future, but your turn to ask me.
1: Oh. Um, many effortistas who have published with us have gone on to publish with some pretty cool publications. Oh, that's a hard sentence. This is why I need you to edit my <laughs> before I it. You didn't give me time. Um, Long story short, uh, do you think we're achieving, or we have achieved, the original Unusual Efforts goals?
2: Um, Well, definitely our original goal, and I think still is our goal, is to promote non-males in football media. Um, So in that sense, we haven't reached it yet, because obviously there's no 50-50 balance. Um, But... We have seen some pretty amazing things happen in terms of, uh, you know, the person who, sorry, for some reason, my tongue is stuck right now. <clears throat> Jessica Lopez, our first, very first story. She works at ESPN now. Um, people are publishing in, you know, <clears throat> on ESPN in the Guardian, in the Howler, and other assorted football magazines, they're going on and talking on podcasts, that sort of thing. Um, but they also it's also a little bit reciprocal, where some of these publications will come to me and say, "Hey, we need somebody knowledge of this. We're looking for this certain story. Can me?" to one of your writers who would be good for this and that makes me like i'm happier to do that than when i publish my own work you know it makes yeah. me so excited that kind our of stuff they value out there they know that we have good copy that we have good ideas good stories good voices and they want to use us as a resource and that's I want to see that continue to happen. I want people to know that that is part of our reason for existing, that we're not going to be like, oh, no, we're not going to give you, I used air quotes there, not going to give you air quote, give you access to our writers. We want to keep them. No, we want to share them. We want their voices wherever wants to publish them.
1: Yeah, so. just to echo that, and I realize this is my own question, but this is, sparked a lot of thoughts in me. Um, the way that I kind of explain unusual efforts to people is that we're sort of like the junior team and we're trying to get our writers and place them with their first team. And uh-huh. our whole idea isn't about retention. It's about training and preparing people. And, and we don't want to keep our writers. Like, we hope that they can We want back them in 100%. our community. Yes, want- yes, yes. We're not pushing anyone out, but we don't want to be hoarders. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> For
1: lack of a better word. Um, and I think I think the whole idea of that we're trying to put people with their first team is sort of the reason why I think unusual efforts is so different than a lot of other places.
2: And I think that mentorship piece
1: is super, super important.
2: Which leads into a follow-up question for you in terms of what you were talking about about mentorship and the future of unusual efforts you recently did talk about how you're deciding you're making a conscious decision to be more of a mentor and use your own experience in a positive way uh you said people can talk to us whatever contact us but do you have any specific ideas of like in the next year how that can play out concretely for unusual efforts yeah I think one thing that I've
1: done personally, and I invite you two to do the same. But I completely understand why people don't want to do it. Is I've opened my DMs and I've made them public, and I don't recommend that for everyone because you do get some not wanted DMs. Um, I'm not going to say sliding into your DMs because I don't even mean that. <laughs> I just mean spam and annoying people. And apparently, there's a housewife named Sonia whose last name begins with an M and I get so many messages for her. It's really weird. I I don't watch any of the real housewives, but just want to put that out there. Um, Where was I going with this? And then I thought we could make sort of like, and again, this is probably something that I'm springing on you and we should probably talk about offline. But when I started my like professional career nine to five, I was matched up with a mentor and they kind of helped me through things. So I was hoping that maybe if people wanted to sign up for a mentorship program, we can kind of match people with personalities they think may suit them or um, sports or sports soccer pathways that may suit them. So if they're writing about like women's soccer, we put them with somebody who's a women's soccer expert, Spanish soccer, Italian, blah, 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 blah. And so that's something that I hope that people can like sign up for. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an unusual efforts person who's being a mentor, but somebody who just wants to be
0: kind of in that process. No, but that means that anybody who's like writing about Edison Cavani's cheekbones will have to fight between me and Kirsten. <laughs> that's, a, that's you know,
2: or be mentored by
0: both. Uh that's a good one. Yeah. Good path.
1: So, uh, just for time's sake, do you want to move on to the future? Very well. I just understand
2: my first future, future question. So,
0: yes. Yeah, none of us are behaving well. Um did you? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Oh, yeah you did. We're not following directions.
1: Okay. No, no, we're not. Why why do I even bother you <laughs> Um fine, I'm gonna ask Jesse a question then. What? Oh shit, that was the next one in line. I am following directions. <laughs> You're criticizing yourself. I know, guys. This this is just me in a nutshell. Um Jesse, if yes, you could Sonia. publish one piece. In one other publication, other than Unusual Efforts, obviously, uh, what would it be, either soccer-related or non-soccer-related? Just as a journalist, what what would be your, like, bucket list publication?
0: <laughs> um, I, again, I, like, have vast major imposter syndrome across my entire life, so even saying as a journalist, like, makes me get the giggles. Um... But as Kirsten's about to find out, probably tomorrow when I send her the draft of my next article and I do this with all apologies, um, I have a hard time keeping things short lately. So um I've, I've just been into this long form way too long thing um, and but I, I also feel like there is something to like a combo of narrative journalism and maybe I'm just trying to excuse myself in advance with apologies to my wonderful amazing creative awesome editor um anyway so i don't know i feel like um the guardian and, and time have have done really interesting great pieces, The New Yorker with, like, long-form things. And also, I'm sorry, in advance. And you could chop it isn't, up.
2: Isn't The New Yorker just, like, a dream of almost every liberal yeah. writer? You yeah. Know? Not me. He's
0: there.
2: I'm Canadian. You're Canadian. Yeah, well, isn't
0: there, like, a version called, like, The Montrealan? There should be. <laughs> um, maybe. Um, I
1: don't know what the Canadian version is. I mean... We have like national newspapers you would want to get into, but McLean's, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good one. There you go. Yeah, um, um, I have. I have somebody at the Guardian I can hook you up with. By the way, Jesse. Oh you want goodness. to. I, I mean, no promises she's other than, a... other than Look, you've never hooked. Me she's up my mentor this. right
0: never now.
2: Like, <laughs> hello, mentor.
0: Yeah, she just mentored me. This is already oh, working. Yeah. It's already a thing. I've
2: pitched the Guardian. I pitched the Guardian like five times. I've. Never heard a single word
0: back. Sonia's gonna hook you up. Again, so. Look, it's happening. It probably I may... should
1: all be cut out, but yeah, no, I can, I can introduce you to my
0: contact there. Um, they're great. Well, can I? Even though I don't know if it's goldenrod time, can I ask my Sonia question? Yeah.
2: Yes, yes, it is your goldenrod
0: time. And is this question
1: my contact for the Guardian? Because I will send that to you. <laughs> it is not.
0: It is not that question. Um, no, I would like to know, um, if you, um. Are working on your book and if there's any progress that we can know about
1: yeah so actually I'm glad you asked about this because funny enough about last month I started to pick it up again when um, I kind of hit a little spell myself which you guys know about maybe it was two months ago but I had a not so good time and um, I thought that this is a perfect opportunity to kind of use negative energy into a positive way for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, I've been wanting to write a book about football and mental health for quite some time now, and just sort of both the positive side of things, um, which a lot of people have talked to me about, and also the negative side of things, where, you know, you invest so much into a team, and if they lose, it's almost like, you know, somebody has died, or you've lost your job, and, like, there's there's a lot or of people... If the player leaves. Or, yeah. Exactly. Um. Even little things too, which may seem sort of like minor details for other people, but you know, big, big for for you. Uh, terrible kits. Like I had somebody talk to me about how like superstition and their OCD plays into kit colors. So, yeah, like it's it's things you don't really think about. So I've been collecting stories. I've been um. I don't want to say journaling because I think that that people who do journal I think it's it's um they do a much better job than me and I don't want to put myself at that at their level but I've been trying to to take all these stories and make one sort of clear narrative and so my goal is by 2020 having the first version out and I haven't been talking about it because I don't want to hype myself up which is what I did at the beginning and I felt a lot of pressure and I was just like (laughs) oh no I gotta step back so I feel like working on it silently um along with a master's thesis as well, in all of my
2: free spare time. Um, We're doing a lot of things.
0: Just remember to, like... the problem
2: with saying you're writing a book, then you have to actually go and do it.
0: Well, just remember to hydrate and eat some salad food and get some sleep in the meantime.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I do the sleep thing. (laughs) Sleep is for the
2: weak and the mentally healthy. And me. That's true. Um... Tanya, do you want to ask me your last question so that you can duck out if you need to?
1: Yeah, and then if you can answer that, we can do a quick wrap-up. And we started at 2.04, so we could end at 3.04 or 9.04 for you. I don't actually know what time All right. it is. We could do it. Like Let's do nine it. Nine minutes, then. Okay, nine minutes. So my last question uh, for Kirsten is something that I just scrolled past. Um, oh
2: even need to go back to this. So, where do we go from here? And that is the big question. Um, first of all, personally, I need to get healthy. Um, and we not. all support that 100%. That is, honest to God, number one priority. Yep. And it will never <laughs> not be. The the reason I think Unusual Efforts is so well respected, and I, I don't tend to talk up myself this much, but it is because I, I don't just throw your stories up I work with people on them. I do a lot of mentoring through the editing process and revisions back and forth. And sometimes that gets frustrating for the writers. And I realize some are frustrated now because I haven't even been able to communicate with them because I've been so sick. Um, So first step, me getting healthy. And I think I'm on that road. The next step, more immediately, uh, we want to really focus on the upcoming women's world cup. Um, so hopefully, we're probably going to toss aside that whole we're going to have a monthly focus, we'll save that for 2020. It's out the window because my health screwed that up. Gonna try to focus on the women for a while, get people excited about that, um, try to I organize. we're going to try to organize meetups, uh, in France in different areas. So we'll be talking a lot about that. Um, we really, really need help with social media. Um, we've talked so much about the past and present of unusual efforts, but we have not mentioned Michaela, who was our incredible tweeter, who still does some tweeting, but doesn't have a lot of time to do it now. Um, so we really need social media help, and, and unfortunately, we do not have the budget to pay for social media help. Um, we do know that we should have professional social media help, but we just don't have that money. So anybody who's interested, anybody who knows the experience, um, anybody who wants to pay for, you know, us to pay for a social media intern, any of that. That's, that's my biggest want. Um, beyond that, I think where we go from there is we start being more consistent with our stories, some of our podcasts, uh, we're going to have a little meeting about uh, actually planning them, for example. Um, um, I'm sorry, my 13-minute script was not, like, enough planning for you? <laughs> well, I quit. Jesse didn't even know she was goldenrod, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I know. <laughs>
1: I mean, you guys can choose your own colors. It was just mostly for me to be able to understand how things work.
2: Um, so we're gonna get the health. We're gonna get the organization down, and then we're really going to work on the whole mentorship thing. Motion of people, and also finding ways to kind of as a community in front, in person, or actually creating our slack room or whatsapp conversations anything like that and to make it feel like more community That's around, through talking on podcasts anything like that just to make sure that our voices are heard that they get stronger and that they can be put i guess out further into the universe that's that's my big dream is that we spread further and make our voices even louder. I love it. Beautiful. Um, so let's close on that note because
1: I think that's that's a nice way to close, and also because I have to go in five minutes. <laughs> um, so let's close how we always do. A um, little bit of an update for this as our team and beverage pairing. I've decided to go sober, so my beverage pairing will just be random coffee and juices that I like. Um, So let's start with that. For Uranese and Toronto FC, who have seemed to have sparked new energy and new oomph and new everything into both both their teams, this weird winning streak and scoring streak and not being horrible streak, Um, I would like to dedicate something that I just learned, which is bulletproof coffee. I make mine with ghee because that's how I was taught, and it's delicious. And much to probably your chagrin, it makes me a thousand times more alert and ready to go and enthused.
2: Yes, that's me. That's what Sonia (sighs) needs—more energy. (laughs) Um, I actually wanted to talk about not a specific beer, but I learned today that uh, the good people of Portland Coffee Club which is one of the few places where you can go and watch games uh, in Portland. They are opening a brewery called Away Days. They're uh, head brewer who used to be Alameda Brewing. I loved Alameda Brewing, so I got really excited. Um, I I think it's going to be right next to Toffee Club. They're going to have like eight or ten taps, European and Northwest styles. I don't know if that means in one cup or multiple cups. Um, but it's supposed to open mid-May, hopefully. Uh, I'm upset because with all my health issues, I can't get back to the Northwest. Please go there. Tell me about it. Keep it in mind, people. Uh, Can I have one thing
1: about Portland? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's so like, concerned. Um My niece is going to her first Toronto FC game, and they're playing the Portland Timbers. And I'm super excited for it. That's literally all I wanted to add.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Jesse. Toronto. Um, Yay! Mine is wine, because as we know, I don't like beer. And it's called 19 Crimes. And I dedicate it to Spurs, because there were at least 19 crimes in that match.
2: That's it. That's amazing. <laughs> that's all. I love it. Yeah, that, that pretty much sums it
0: up. Yeah. Um, you guys, can we talk about moms, moms, and merch?
1: Yes. Very good. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot about that.
2: Uh, um, we are going to be having upcoming sales for uh, our friendlish shop. Just start thread unusual efforts. Obviously, we'll put the moms wearing merch. We're going to feature them in May on our Instagram and our, our Twitter. So we're going to have a sale.
1: Mom's merch month. in May. We'll I love it.
2: Yeah, Mom's yeah. merch in May. Uh, and then we'll also have a podcast talking about our mommies. Too. Yay. Maybe even we'll have on. Maybe yeah. we'll get Jess's mom to tweet. Anyway, oh my so God. look for an upcoming sale. And then we are also going to have a sale for people specifically going to France. Um, We want them to wear Effortista clothing with pride. So um, we're going to work with Threadless to try to get a special coupon or code for those people so that you can get your stuff sent to you before you head off to France and then probably run contests in which you show us that you're wearing your athlete's clothing while at the world cup games
0: i love it okay you
2: know, and
1: also sorry just one note on mums: it's anyone who acts as a mom to you so it could be an older sister it could be a teacher it could be you know the lady next door it could be your dad but just sort of like a mom figure, figure. Oh, oh yeah we are gonna do a dad one too yeah. and both my parents have agreed um And I have proof of it in our family uh, WhatsApp group. So if I have to like put the shirt
2: on on my dad while he's asleep, he will get (laughs) his shirt on. Amazing. And it doesn't have to be like your parent; you can be the parent. You can be the mom parent. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Um. So our next pod, I love this. Reluctant football crushes versus enthusiastic crushes. So tweet us all of your joyous shameless crushes versus your shameful crushes yeah yeah cool I'm gonna have a lot of those you're welcome um and um we have oh my goodness we have less than a minute to say um Sonia how do they follow you on the Twitter
1: I'm at Sonia Missio. I have a new headshot I have a new bio look at me go
0: (gasps) amazing Kirsten how do they follow you Oh. Kirsten, and Kirsten, I'm, how do they follow you?
2: I'm KB Schlewitz, who does not have an updated bio, but needs to make one to, you know, seem a little bit more professional, <laughs> but will still retain her membership or presidency of the Adam IH fan club. Always.
0: And you could follow us at Unusual Efforts, and if you follow...
2: Right, how do they
0: get you, oh, yeah. uh, Jesse? Oh, at Jessie Loesch. I don't have a new anything. Um, <laughs> and if you follow at Man on the Post, And subscribe, you can get all of our wonderful awesomeness um, on, you ready for this one? iTunes, blah, 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 and Stitcher. All I remember is (laughs) iTunes and Stitcher. I know there are other ones except that I have iTunes and Sonia has Stitcher. And so just press subscribe to Man on the Post. You get me talking with Chris and Scott about... Um, Penyural, and so I'm sorry about that. But you also get us, and you get a whole like plethora of other wonderful things. So just do that; it'll fall magically into yeah, your stitcher. Shows are
1: really
0: good. Yeah, yeah, we did it, you guys. It's 3:05. We oh, actually no. did a thing. I'm no, so proud of us. Before. And and happy
2: anniversary, friends. <laughs> no, we don't know how to sign off. Well, okay, let's but... let's just
1: say
0: happy anniversary to you. Yay!